Welcome to the Intentional Woman Podcast, where faith meets consistency. I'm your host, Nicole Hubb, just an everyday woman seeking to know and see God in every season of my life. And I want to take you on this journey with me. The intentional woman is one who loves God, loves herself, and serves in purpose. Thanks for tuning in. I pray you leave our time together affirmed in God's love and full of faith to live intentionally. Let's get into it. Hey fam, welcome back to the Intentional Woman Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Hub, and I'm so grateful to be with you today to share space for a couple of moments. How are you doing today? Well, I hope, better I hope, or getting there, one of the three. I'm doing good and I'm excited to share a topic with you today that I think is really, really empowering and encouraging and motivating all at the same time, but also helps us to find balance and what discipline really is and how we can use that to shape our life and to shape our relationship with Christ and to shape just how we move through life as it relates to the things that we feel like we're called to do, the things that we desire to do and the things that we are petitioning God to open up and to do for us. So today I'm going to spend a few moments talking about how to use mindfulness to live your best life in Christ. And you know, I got to put Jesus in there because this whole intentional woman journey is all about giving him the glory. So everything that we do is for his glory and to give him glory. All right. Amen. Amen. Okay. So how to use mindfulness to live your best life in Christ. And I'll start with the fact that Mindfulness for me was such like an aloft, like this lofty thought, this kind of unattainable thing that I just couldn't really understand and make tangible that I really couldn't grasp. Like I've heard people say it. I read the term before and I was just like, that seems like it takes a lot of effort. (laughs) Is it like you got to laser focus in on something? You got to silence yourself. You got to be still almost in a state of like meditation. And I'm like, I got two young kids who got time to meditate. Barely got time to like listen to my own thoughts most of the time. So I was definitely intimidated and also just confused about, okay, what is mindfulness? How do I define it? I'm a very practical person if you guys haven't caught by now. So things that are abstract, I find I find very hard to agree with and to mesh with and to ultimately like incorporate into my life because it just doesn't feel attainable. So those were my thoughts around mindfulness where I was like, okay, I don't even know what this means. And to prove it, I'm going to just add a quick Google search of the definition of mindfulness. And I'm going to read to you all what it said. So it says, so this is the, so mindfulness, the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. All right. The second one, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Okay. And the third one is, Mindfulness is a psychological process of purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment, which one develops through the practice of meditation and through other training. Okay, so now I gotta get trained. It's something it's psychological. Like I need to read some books about it. Like what is it? It just sounded it just sounds so far off and just something that was just really hard to obtain. I don't know if that's you all. I'll put a poll and, you know, ask and say, do you know my do you know about mindfulness? Have you ever tried to use it? Your benefits? I would love to hear you all's feedback. But for me, it was definitely kind of this thing where, okay, I don't that's like a lot of work to try to focus on one thing, like to try to alleviate all the work your mind is doing. That seemed like a lot of work to do that one thing. 
I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So I was actually talking to my therapist last week because you all know last week I talked about me restarting my health journey and all of that. And I was kind of like, you know, just sharing that information with her and then going like a rundown about, okay, you know what, this week I'm going to do this. And then the next week I'm going to add on this and I'm going to do that, 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 that. And she was just looked at me and she was like, well, why don't you just focus on one thing? And I was like, I could, she said, that's it. She said, well, that's just mindfulness. Mindfulness is basically just focusing on one thing at a time. Mind blown, like emoji. Somebody find that emoji for me. Is it that simple? Is that all what mindfulness really is? Is literally just focusing on one thing. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? So many times we try to do all the things. And I've talked about this before, all the things at once, and not necessarily because they're all they're all bad things. They're good things. And we have good intentions. Like we want to help people. We want to, you know, express ourselves. We want to put content out and things out into the world. We want to support our family, take care of our family and, and have fun and enjoy our friends. But sometimes we try to do all the things which causes us not to do the most important thing or the most important thing at that time very well. So either what leads to what happens with that is either we don't finish, we so we quit or we do a mediocre job or a job that we're not necessarily proud of or didn't come to the full vision that we first had when we thought about the idea or when we started the project. So it's so many different things that can happen in that when we are doing so many different things versus being intentional about focusing and being mindful about the one thing that we feel like we should be doing that day, that moment, that month, that month, that week, that hour. So that was just really freeing for me. Literally, that this happened four days ago, but I've just been thinking about it so much. And even this week as I started, restarted keto, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to spend this whole month of August. I made this decision. Like I'm going to sort of spend the whole month of August, like focusing on clean eating. Like I'm not going to worry about trying to work out three or four times a day. I'm not about to worry about trying to get outside to run, do an in-home workout. I'm just going to focus on eating well, finding foods that I enjoy while have while working through this keto diet and the parameters and stuff that I have within that so that after this is over, I'll be able to comfortably like transition into something that doesn't feel burdensome. It feels like an ease in a lifestyle change. So I, I was just like, you know what? Mindfulness is the key. Like I get it now. Everybody that's been talking about mindfulness. I hear you. I see you. I get it now. <laughs> so I just wanted to share with you all today how we can use mindfulness in our pursuit of living our best lives in Christ, because this is not a foreign topic to him. This is not something that the the, the Bible doesn't already kind of talk about and tell us to do, especially as women. So I just want to go and talk a little bit, just kind of like reveal and shed some light on those things in hopes of giving you the permission and the, and the release to you, the grace that you need to just focus on one thing at a time. Not saying that you're not going to have different priorities and things aren't going to come up, but that you know what's the most important thing that you want to focus on for the time being. So with that, to help edify you and to encourage you in this journey of being mindful and focusing your attention on one thing or the most important thing that you feel like God is calling you to, 
I want to share with you an excerpt from a book that I just started reading, My Sister in Love. She is starting a kind of like a book club for this book called Kingdom Woman by Dr. Tony Evans and his daughter, Crystal Evans Hurst. And I'm literally just through the intro in the first chapter and it is really really good. So I want to share this and it was actually timely of what I was going to discuss today on the podcast. So I want to share this excerpt with you. And in this, he's talking about what is the value of a woman. So a woman of value, how you become a woman of value. And it says, one of the most important principles for a kingdom woman is that your life flows through different seasons. Each of these seasons carries with it different time constraints, blessings, and demands. To try to do all things without being cognizant of the season you are in is the surest way to burn out and even bitterness. The primary function of being a kingdom woman doesn't include a million different things done a million different ways. The primary foundation is actually simple and straightforward. It is located at the end of Proverbs 31. After listing everything that this particular woman did, the verse says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Verses 30 through 31. So what sets a kingdom woman apart from any other woman boils down to her fear of God. Her reverence determines her actions, thoughts, words, and priorities. Without that, the demands of life would overwhelm any woman. So my question to myself and even to you, my sisters, is... Do you feel overwhelmed? Are you a woman who feels overwhelmed? And if your answer is yes, then I will pose to you, are you trying to do a million things in a million different ways? Are you trying to do so many things that you can't find success, that you can't find satisfaction, that you can't find contentment in the things that the Lord has already given you or in the place that he has you in? And this part of being mindful really is embedded in the idea that we trust God enough to find rest in him and to know that if something doesn't get done or if we don't do something that we deem as important or as the world deems as important as society deems as important, then we aren't valuable, that our worth is diminished, that our capacity isn't as great as maybe it once been was in our younger years or in our glory days. But God is calling us to sense by our spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit when he's asking us to take a pause, when he's asking us to rest, when he's just asking us to plain old, just stop. And that comes from a knowledge of knowing that God is your all in all, knowing that he is your source and everything else is a resource. So if that is you, if you are in that state right now where you're like, you know, Nicole, I am a little bit overwhelmed because I got this and that and this and that. And then this coming up that just finished, that's going to restart then. If that's you, listen, it's no shame in that. But now that we've come into the knowledge, now that we're aware, now it's up to you to make some changes because that's not the life that God promised us. And John 10 and 10, it says that Jesus has come to give us life and that more abundantly. And uh, when you're overwhelmed, when you're stressed out, when you are burdened and when you are constantly thinking about everybody else and being what everybody else wants you to be, then you are not living the abundant life. You're not living your best life in Christ. So 
I know that I've been studying rest and I shared this with you all and actually been going through a study with some amazing women over the last two weeks. And it has really just been so eye opening where this is really calling me to create margin. You get what I'm saying? Create space, create breathing room for God to come in and interrupt my plans and to know still at the end of the day that everything is going to get done because I've yielded to his voice and to his spirit. So I just want to ask you, like, have you felt a urging in your spirit to pause, to take a break or to even slow down in some area, yet you ignored it? Yet you decided to still go full throttle, go full speed ahead, trying to complete five different things simultaneously. And if you have or if you've done it in the past, let me know how that worked out for you. Like, did you feel accomplished did you accomplish your goal? And even if you did, like, how did you feel at the end? Were you able really to celebrate it? Or were you just so tired and just on to the next thing that you couldn't even really appreciate it? And I think that if the answer is the latter, I'm saying that we're not receiving the grace and receiving the rest and the peace that God is offering to us, especially as his daughters. So I want us to Really take some time to think about that one thing or those two things that you could really just be intentional and set your mind to to work towards this month. Something that you know that you've been wanting to do for a while, but possibly you just get overwhelmed by how you know you want the end result to be. So you want to make the process go quicker. And I think that's a lot of times why it's hard for us to focus on one thing, because we're like, well, if I do this and this together, then I can get to my goal quicker. But I want to tell you that maybe God doesn't want you to get to get to that goal quick. Maybe he doesn't want you to be finishing a month. Maybe he is some things that he want to show you and reveal to you by taking the long route, by going the long way, you know, show you something that you've never seen before, show you a hidden treasure in your own, you know, like in your own neighborhood, like when you, when there's traffic or something and you have to wind up being detoured and you riding around, you're like, man, I didn't even know we had this part. I didn't even know this store was over here. Like that's might be what God is trying to do for you. Show you some things and side of yourself, some skills, some ambitions, some goals, some um, talent, some gifts that you have that you have yet been able to explore because you've just been going full throttle in this one lane that you know that you can maintain, that you can control, that you can, you know, at the end of the day, say, I did it. But God doesn't want us to always, at any point, actually, to be like, it was all me, 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 me. He wants us to rely on his spirit. And this reminds me of one of my favorite scriptures, a a scripture that I really do love that came to me at such a a pivotal time in my life when I was just, you know, just trying to get myself together. (laughs) I was uh, working full time. King wasn't even a year old yet, maybe just turned a year old. Lawrence was in his in his master's program, getting his master's degree. So I was just like doing a whole lot, just trying to keep everything moving. And I had these desires to, you know, take better care of myself, to practice self-care more. And I was like, how can I do this? This is a lot. And the scripture is Philippians 2.13. And it simply says to us, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And it freed me so much because it just let me know if I have the desire to do something, that if it's something that pleases God, like it's him who gave me that desire. And if he gave me the desire, then he'll give me the will, meaning that he'll give me the strength 
He'll give me the mental ability. He'll give me the fortitude to do the things that please him. And I think that it pleases the Lord when I take care of myself. I think it pleases him when I consider what's going on with me emotionally, physically, spiritually, and set aside time to make sure that those things are full in my life or that I'm appropriately spending time with the people and doing the things that fill me up in a way that allows me to continue to pour out to my family and to my loved ones and to do the ministry that God has called me to do. I think that that makes him happy. So when I do the things, when I get a desire, when I get an idea to do something that I know ultimately is going to bring glory to God, it is him who has already given me that desire. And then it's him who gives me the will, the strength, the fortitude to do it. And it's such a blessing. It's a win-win. So if you know that there is something that the Lord has given you to do, or has put a desire in your heart because at the end of it, you can look and see how it will benefit him and his kingdom and not just you and you yourself. Then I urge you to hold on to it and pray and say, God, you gave me this desire. Now give me the will. Give me the will to see it through. Give me the will to persevere. Give me the will to trust you. I know, I know that he'll do it for you because he did it for me. He did it for me. So sisters, don't resist that urge to pause. Don't resist that urge to give God some space, as Jonathan McReynolds' song say, to make room for him. Don't resist that urge to pause or to step back, to reassess, and to ask God, what is it that you really want me to do? What is it that you really want me to focus on? What do you really want me to be mindful of in this season? Because just as Dr. Tony Evans mentioned in the excerpt that I read, that the most important principle for us as kingdom women is to know, is to recognize, to be cognizant, to be aware, to be prayerful, to be mindful that our life flows through different seasons. So there will be some seasons that demand more time of us in our home. There'll be more some seasons that will demand more time for us outside of our home. There will be some seasons where God is calling us to do ministry among those that we love and among those that we don't know. But the key is, is that we realize when the grace of those seasons have lifted or when God is calling us to make a change or calling us to do something new. Just like the Israelites, when the Lord was bringing them into the promised land and they spent that 40 years in the wilderness. He gave them manna. He gave them provision, but he also gave them a principle. He gave them boundaries. He gave them laws that they wouldn't try to save the manna for the next day, that they wouldn't try to hoard what he had given them for one day because they didn't trust him enough to provide again for the next. So that's what God is saying to us. That is what he is speaking to our spirits today. And if you feel that, rest in it. Relinquish the control that you think that you have and trust God to do just what he said he's going to do. And that is to cause all things to work for your good. He's a good God. He's a good father. And he is just plain good. So whatever it is, whatever came to your mind, whatever you thought about as you listened to the last 19 minutes of this episode, I pray that you just don't bury it. I pray that you don't let the feeling flee and pass you by. But I pray that you really take some time, a moment when you have to be able to sit down and to think, journal, write it down, jot it down, put it in the notes of your phone, 
about something this month that you want to be mindful about, that you don't want to pile on a whole bunch of other stuff so you can get to your goal quicker, so you can get to your goal sooner. But what is the thing that you can do to help you to sustain, to maintain, to actually make a change in your life that you feel like that you can uphold for the months to come, for the years to come, or until this season that you're in is over? I want you to think about it. I want you to be intentional. I want you to spend some time. Share it with me. You can DM me, send me a message. I would love to pray for you and hold you accountable in it if that's what you need. But I really want you all to think about how you can use mindfulness to live your best life in Christ. How you can use mindfulness to bring glory to the Father's name by finishing those things, starting those things that he's called you to do putting a pause to some of that stuff that you've worked up, that you thought was the the right things to do, that you thought this was the good time to start and get back to the heart of the father and seek him. So I feel like we had a heart to heart today. (laughs) I feel like I had to slow, I slowed it down a little bit. Um, It might not have been as, as much high energy, but I think that, I think it was good for us. It was good for me to even hear that again and to really remind myself of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And to know that even though the results might not come as quick as I would like them or as quick as I know that they could come by stacking things on and piling it on, that this is for the long haul. Everything isn't a sprint. Some things are marathons. So let's run this race together, sisters. Let's run it together. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for this time. God, I feel your presence, God. I feel you right where I am, God. And I pray that my sisters who have your spirit, God, that they feel you stirring them up, God, in their bellies right now. That the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord God, is just stirring up every gift, God, every desire, every imagination, every idea, God, that you have given them, God, that you are stirring it up right now, God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, God, and that you are giving us a peace that surpasses all understanding to know, God, that you will cause everything to work for our good. Even when we have to lay things aside, even when we have to stop, even when we have to pause, God, because we are doing it, God, to get closer to you. We're doing it to hear you more clearly, God. We're doing it to be in closer relationship and fellowship with you. And ultimately, we're doing it, God, so we can be obedient to your word, be obedient to what it is that you told us to do, how you told us to do it, when you told us to do it. So, God, don't allow us to get weary and well-doing. Don't allow us to get discouraged by the things that the world is doing or what they tell us we should be doing. But, God, but allow us to lift up our eyes and look unto the hills, knowing that all of our help comes from you. God, knowing that you are our source, you are our strength, you are our Lord, you are our Redeemer, you are our Kingsman. God, and there is nothing, God, that you would withhold from us, God, as we walk up rightly before you. So, God, we thank you for your power. God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, God, that gives us the will and the desire to do the things that please you. God, because we want to give you the glory. We want to make you smile. God, we want to be with you in heaven. We want to see your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We want our lights to shine so that men may see our good works and glorify you, God, who is in heaven. God, we just want you more than anything. That is our ultimate desire 
as you take us through different seasons, as you take us through different trials, as you give us different opportunities, God, allow our mindset to always be, God, that we want to love you more. We want to give you more. Because, God, you gave it all for us. So teach us, God, to receive your grace, to receive your love, to receive your power. God, to do things in the earth, God, to be an example to other women that we meet, other people, other believers that we come in contact with, to let them know that we can totally depend on God, that we can totally depend on you to do everything that you said you would do, to be our provider, to be our healer, to be our deliverer, to be our sustainer. God, even in the moments where we feel like we have to create our own destinies, God, remind us, God, that before you formed us in our mother's womb, God, that you predestined us, you set us aside. So, God, we declare, God, and we decree by the power of the Holy Ghost, God, that we will trust you, that we will learn of you, God, that it will give us the ability, God, to trust you and to rest in you in a way that we've never done it before. In that, God, we will be able to show your children, God, what it really means and how it can be done, even on this earth, in the midst of everything that we experience on a day-to-day basis, Father. God, we love you, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask these things. Amen, amen, and amen. I love y'all so much. I pray that you will be encouraged and that you will seek the Lord this week in a way that you haven't sought him in a while. Be encouraged this month to focus on one thing, to practice mindfulness in one area of your life and watch the victory. Watch the victory you experience. I can't wait to hear your testimonies. Love y'all. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Intentional Woman Podcast. I hope you enjoyed sharing space with me today. If you are inspired, empowered, or uplifted, please take a few moments to subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast with another woman. Also, we know intentional women pray. So if I could pray for you in any way, shoot me a DM at Nicole D. Hub on IG or submit a prayer request at theintentionalwomanco.com. And until next time, remember... If we look for God's hand in everything, we'll find his hand in everything. Love y'all. Be encouraged.